Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 763. Dreams are just plans without a deadline. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I am revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, Chris Bendett. Chris, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? I'm ready to roll. All right, we'll have some fun. Chris Bendett is the founder of That's My Wheels, where they design and manufacture custom display boards for your special vehicles. The idea was born from a father and son's mutual love of everything automotive. Chris spent 20-plus years as a photojournalist, corporate photographer, and the owner of a portrait studio. His idea for creating display boards for collectors and their automobiles came to him when his father was selling his 1970 GTO. Chris thought it would be a great way to make a better marketing plaque for the car at the auction, and it worked. And today, That's My Wheels provides enthusiasts with a custom and personal way to promote their cars at events, shows, auctions, cars and coffee events, or just to hang in the garage. So Chris, I've told our listeners just a little bit about you. Would you take a brief moment to share a little bit more about your business, your career, and of course, your passion for automobiles? Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Mark. You're welcome. Uh, well, today, um, you know, we're, we're, we're created this display board company and, and it came from, I've been a photographer and a graphic designer now for about 21 years. And we had this idea when my dad was sell, selling one of his vehicles at an auction and, and um, it took off from there. Um, initially, we started photographing, designing, and putting these displays together on just regular photographic paper and mounted to a board. And, and they were nice and people seemed to like them and, and they did what they needed to do, which was to give a perspective people who were bidding on, on a vehicle at an auction more information about that particular vehicle. It kind of blossomed from, from there. The auction market is a good market and the, you know, a lot of the auctions sell anywhere from 100 to 300,000 cars per year. And so there's definitely a market there. But what we saw was there was a bigger market in the collectors and the enthusiasts and the people who go to the car shows every weekend and take their car, whatever it might be, and proudly display it to others and talk about it and tell people about it. And what we saw is that there was definitely a need and a, and, a, and a place for something that was a little more durable than just, just a, a piece of paper mounted to a board. Those are nice, and you'll see those when you go to car shows. You'll see people who have, you know, looks like something possibly they had done at a local FedEx or Kinko's or something like that. And, and they're not they're not horrible by any means, but my background with photography and graphic design and all that said to me, there's got to be a better platform and a better way to do this that um, not only gives other people information about your vehicle, but also does it in a really dynamic and beautiful artistic way. And, and so we actually uh, started printing these on brushed aluminum. Oh, cool. It, it gives it a completely different dynamic because actually in all of the lighter spots in our designs, um, you can actually see the brushed aluminum. 
so in a in a yellow Ferrari, for instance, which is, is one of our favorite um, designs that we've done and one of our favorite customers, you can see in the gray, in the actual door uh, of the Ferrari and the fenders, you can see this brushed aluminum grain that flows with the lines of the car. Nice. And it just gives it a completely different, distinctive look. There's a lot of people out there that are doing display boards for vehicles, um, but we, we wanted to do something that was completely different, something that uh, you could put in an office or a garage or a man cave or if you don't have a wife maybe even in your home above your <laughs> fireplace you know but uh, things that you could that you could also take and display at a car show if you right. wanted to you know something that just kind of had a completely unique and distinctive look and feel to it and a company that I used to work with and for actually produces these for us and they're completely different and unique and we absolutely love them and they've gotten a great response very, very cool. Well, I'll remind our listeners, I'll have a link to Chris's website on his show notes page here at Cars. Yeah, you can go and see some examples of what he's talking about. These things are, are really, really cool. And we're going to learn a lot more about you and this new business that you're launching here as we continue on your journey. But first, I always like to ask my guests for a success quote. It's a nice way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars. Yeah. So Chris, take the wheel. Well, with what we're doing right now, my favorite quote, and, and I, I've used this throughout my career because so many people seem to kind of snub certain types of people or, or look at people and judge them on, on looks. We all do that to some degree. But my favorite quote is everyone is a potential customer. And with this business, this kind of applies because, you know, whether you've got a, a Pontiac Solstice GXP that you love and are proud of, or a Fox Body Mustang, or a $3 million Ferrari 275 GTB slash four, you're our customer. Because what we do is for anyone who loves their vehicle, um, even if it's a motorcycle or a boat or whatever, any type of vehicle, uh, you're, you're our customer. As long as you love what you, you love your vehicle and you want to proudly show it off or display it in your garage or your home or your office, that's kind of the mantra that we, we take is that there's nobody, uh, no car too inexpensive or too car expensive that's too expensive that isn't something that, you, that, that our product would work for. Absolutely. You know, I've always said, and I've heard this over and over with my guests here, that uh, cars and automobiles and all of our passion for them and motorcycles and trucks is an equalizer, if you will, because you can go to a car show. There could be multi-multi-millionaires or the guy that just finally saved up to buy that, uh, you know, that little car that he loves and cherishes. Maybe it's a VW Bug or something like that that doesn't cost that much money. Everybody kind of comes together and treats everybody equally. So definitely in business, that is the way to think about it for sure. Well, let's go back in time. I'd love for you to share a story that instigated your passion for cars. Is there a pivotal moment as you remember it when you realize that you indeed were a car guy? Well, there's there's a lot of them. Growing up with a father who was in the car industry and, and at that time he was he was selling Porsches and Audis and and Mercedes and and all kinds of things when he started his career. That that time they'd let you have demos if you're a salesperson, and I think that that industry's changed a little bit. I'm not pretty pretty sure that they, they make you pay for them now, but they used to just you know he could take home whatever vehicle they deemed was okay, and and so he'd bring home all kinds of fantastic cars and. I'll never forget, I believe it was about 1982, he brought home a Porsche 930 Turbo, and one of my favorite cars of all time, and I'm a huge Porsche enthusiast, so mm -hmm. brought that car home, and, and I believe at that time I was probably somewhere around seven or eight years old, and we lived in a little small town outside of Wichita, Kansas. You know, for that town, 
that was that was a unique car. <laughs> yeah, a town of two thousand people to, to have a bright red Porsche nine thirty turbo driving around was was uh, you know that was people wanted to know what is it where does it who's driving it and, you know it was pretty spectacular. I didn't necessarily see that, but I'll never forget. My dad loves to drive, obviously, and we got outside of town on some rural highway or road and uh i remember it was the first time i'd ever done over 100 miles an hour in a car and obviously i wasn't driving but you know it was fantastic and just the excitement and the adrenaline and the the thrill of of this car and i don't remember what we topped out at but what i do remember is we as we came over the crest of a hill in this car at at over 100 miles an hour uh there was three state troopers Uh sitting on the hoods of their cars in a parking lot to the uh east of the road and they all obviously you know perked up and wanted to know what was going on and my dad just calmly pulled into the parking lot got out of the car went over and shook their hands and and talked with them for 10 or 15 minutes (laughs) And went about his and went Bold on Bold move. <laughs> yeah. Well, he figured it was either going to go over and have a nice conversation or get arrested. So <laughs> it, it was either a pair of, of new bracelets or make friends. And, and, you know, I think they were all excited to see this car too, because like I said, it was, is for, for a little town of 2000, it was a fairly unique car to have. And, but I remember from that day forward, I, I was, and I still tell that story to people all the time. I was, uh, my dad was obviously my hero, but you know, that I was in love with this car and, and yeah, who wouldn't be? Oh, fantastic. I love it. Wow. That's a great story. Uh, for all you listeners out there, if you ever find yourself in that position, give that a try, I guess would be my suggestions. Good luck. Absolutely. Well, Chris, what I want to do now is take a look at some of the many roads you've driven down and talk about a big challenge or even a big failure that you faced along the way in your businesses or career or life. And of course, the most important part of this has to do with the lesson that you learned. So kind of take us there and tell us how that experience helped you gain even more momentum in your business, your career and your life. Absolutely. Well, having graduated with a degree um, in photojournalism and being a photographer, you know, they always uh, you always hear about starving artists. And that's definitely uh, in the photography world, especially now with the the age of digital photography and, you know, that, that came about around 2000, 2001. Um, you know, it's it's I think it's become more difficult to be a photographer or a designer or any of those things because because it's it's something that's easily accessible and, and, and anyone can do by making a trip to Costco and buying a camera. So, you know, along the way, a lot of the challenge has been just marketing and branding ourselves so that people recognize the quality of what we were doing. This is in my photography studio when, when I was a, a commercial photographer, an editorial photographer, um, photographing for magazines and things like that. You know, there's always another photographer out there that, that's just as good as you are. And it really is a matter of just people liking you and, and liking what you do and, and being uh, friendly and, and kind and, and uh, compassionate. And just, you know, people, I think people want to and they they give business to people who they like. It kind of goes back to everyone as a customer. For me, you know, anyone's a potential friend and that's kind of how I treat everyone. And and so but one of the obstacles I think we've had is, you know, we had a a portrait studio uh, that we was a successful studio that we ran in Kansas City, Missouri for almost 14 years. And uh, it started out slow but we we found people that liked us and and it grew and it grew and and you know we were we were a very busy studio i photographed 400 weddings and 2000 portrait sessions in those 13 years wow and so it you know it was a fantastic we had 
commercial clients that we photographed for, and um, we photographed over 3,000 headshots every year. And uh, it was a busy studio, and we were, you know, we were busy, and but it was fun, and we enjoyed it. And it was, you know, since since it was successful, and we weren't starving artists, um, we continued it. Now, one of the biggest challenges was a couple of years ago, my parents had a home in Kansas City as well as in um, Fountain Hills, Arizona, and they decided that they were getting older and and that maintaining and and dealing with two homes was and flying back and forth and driving back and forth and all of that was just getting to be too much for them and and they asked us if we would move to Fountain Hills and and be closer to them we have three children and and they're young and they wanted to you know they wanted to be a part of their lives and and we said absolutely we don't know what that's going to look like, though, and, and I think one of the biggest challenges has been relocating um, a successful business, which we're not continuing here because I'm moving forward with with that's my wheels, and, and we've gotten a great response, and it's it's been a it's been a good ride so far, and we're enjoying it. But you know that was challenging to give up customers that repeatedly yeah. over and over and over have hired us year after year um, after photographing their wedding to now or photographing their babies and their family portraits and, and, you know, and, and they were, that we had a lot of sad people and we were, frankly, there were some moments when I, I was pretty sad about it myself because I, I love doing that. And I love the people we met and the friends we met. And, you know, that, that was difficult. But what we found here is that wherever you go, there you are. And, um, you know, we're, we're making friends here business um, that's my wheels is really you know starting to take off it's gotten a lot of a lot of attention and, and a lot of enthusiasm from from you know other businesses and other collectors and and automotive enthusiasts and and um, we're just we're really excited about it well, it's a brave, brave move, and my takeaway from your story here, because a lot of people face these challenges when they feel the need to move or they're going to move on or something happens with their career or their life or so forth, is, is just to take that bold step and move forward, and you're there wherever you are, for sure. Kudos to you and your family for uh, taking those bold moves and, and starting a new business in a new place. Yeah, I've been there. I've done that. It's a challenging, challenging thing to do, but no doubt you're off to a good start. Let's shift gears and go to the other end of the spectrum. I'd love for you to share what I call a career aha moment. It's one of those times when you kind of go, yeah, this is the way I want to go. Maybe you kind of alluded to that with this bold step that you've taken with starting your new business there in Arizona. But tell us about your aha moment. Well, there was a couple of them. The first one, and we already kind of, you mentioned a little bit when you introduced me, and I talked a little bit about it too, was when my dad sold that 1970 GTO convertible, it brought all of the money that it possibly could have brought, in fact, more than it should have brought. It was a very nice car, but it absolutely shouldn't have brought the money that it did. You know, we we can't quantify what having our one of our display boards next to the vehicle um, on a uh, on an easel did for the actual price of the vehicle and the bidding and all of that. But what we did do is we stood and we watched how people reacted to the board and and um, we talked to the people at Mecum and 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 we had some several people come up to us and say did you do this and and this is fantastic and we honestly didn't know if it was something that people would be excited by or people would 
you know, react positively to because it, it, it's not that there's not other people out there doing it. And it's not that there there's not, you know, other options for display boards for your vehicle and things like that. But it was, I think it was the way that it was designed, presented, the look of it and, and all of that, that it kind of turned on a light bulb in our heads. Yeah. That, honestly, we hadn't thought about doing this as a business. I honestly just did it for my father to help him in, in, in hopes that maybe he would make more money from the sale of his vehicle. And that was honestly how it started. And so the light bulb went on when we had, you know, a, a good handful or more people come up to us and, and just ask us, you know, how did you do this? And, and this is fantastic. Are we, you know, can we get this? We were in talks with Meekum for a while and, and we still plan to kind of go back and revisit that. It was their busy time of the auction season at that time. and uh, But we were in talks with them to, to possibly see if we could partner with them and they could offer it, you know, as part of one of their packages oh, yeah, for, yeah. for the auction. Great idea. Even. And then, uh, you know, the seller of the vehicle also end up, ends up with something fantastic to put mm-hmm. on the wall in their, in their office, their garage. That's a memento of, of right. uh, you know, of the vehicle that they once owned and loved. Sure. So Yeah. It's an awesome thing. And, you know, lots of times ideas for businesses and products come from necessity. And so I love this story is uh, it started innocently. But yeah, I've been to many, many car shows in the last 30 plus years. And you see those display boards. Most of them are not that great. And being a, I'm a designer as well, I had graphic design business for many years. And you go, God, I could do that so much better. You know, right. And, uh, right. You, you know, you don't want to say anything to the guy because maybe his mom did it or his son did it or somebody that was a friend or something like that. But, uh, yeah, great story. Fantastic story. And you just never know where something will lead to. And I like the idea of, of uh, doing getting into business with these auction houses. And that's an added bonus they could add to their clients as well. So uh, you may be uh, hiring people much sooner than you think to help you get all this work done that's going to come your way. How about a proudest career or business moment? I would assume you've had many, but is there one that really stands out for you? Well, you know, honestly, looking back, you know, right now I'm, I'm super excited about this endeavor and, and, and where it's going and the attention that it's gotten. But looking back, honestly, you know, 13 years of running uh, a successful portrait studio and, and having commercial clients and editorial clients and the, the uh, adventures that that we had over those years, just photographing all kinds of amazing things and people. And that's definitely one of the, the proudest moments or, or eras of my career to this point. When we packed up Kansas City and, and left to come to Fountain Hills, you know, we had people, oh, we're so sad. Are you going to come back? And we don't know who we're going to have photograph our family now and, and things like that. We heard a lot of that. And, and honestly, looking back at the time, you know, when you're in, in immersed in the middle of the crazy, um, I think sometimes you, you tend to, to not appreciate things as much. And at the time, I think we were really burned out and we were just, you know, we were, we were ready for a change because it just, it'd been a long ride and, and it, you know, it didn't always start out where we were successful. We were, we were making a lot of phone calls and beating on a lot of doors. It's time and, to build a company. Absolutely. And, and, you know, and that it was worth it. It absolutely was worth it because we were able to, because of our uh, photo studio and everything, we were able to, to spend a lot more time with our children. And, and, you know, when they were growing up, it gave us a lot of flexibility. And to this point, that's definitely, I'm very proud that we were able to do that. Cool. Well, definitely things that you should be very proud of. Absolutely fantastic. Well, let's have a little bit of fun and go back in time. Tell me about your first very special car. 
Sure, absolutely. So, okay, this this is another good story, and they all involve my dad because he's he's you know been a, a pretty integral part in me um, loving cars as much as I do, and and just being a, a complete car nut in. Uh, 1997, I graduated from college, and I was the first person in my family to graduate from college. You know, my dad said, I really want to do something special for you. And, and he and I went to, we at the time we were living in Nebraska, and I went to the University of Nebraska, and they lived in Omaha. And, you know, we came to Kansas City. They had a classic auto auction there. And um, he ended up buying me a, a 1968 Chevelle Supersport. Ooh, cool. You know, it was a nice car, but it wasn't perfect. And, and over a period of years, he and I worked on it together, and we we fixed it up, and we changed a lot of parts, and replaced a lot of parts, and and did a lot of things to it. And it was it was a fairly solid car as far as paint and that sort of thing went. But it was ermine white with a black vinyl top, and uh, the the black hood stripe that goes down the side of the rocker panels. And you know, I put my own touches into it. We kept the rally wheels, but we changed them with some kind of fantastic uh, wheels that had the Hot Wheels logo on them. You know, put some staggered 18s and 19s in the front and the rear and, and lowered it and did some things to it. But we kept kept all of the original things. It was a matching numbers 396. and But just the memories I have working on it with my dad and going to car shows with him and taking it and, and all that. I still absolutely adore that car. I don't own it anymore. Uh, it's still one of those vehicles that I have a hard time every time I see a 68 Chevelle Supersport. So that's your seller's remorse story then? That's the car it that is, got away? It, yeah. it is. You know, it, it really is. It's the car that got away. And, you know, I had to stop going to a car show in Kansas City last year, a couple of years ago, because he started, the uh, the new owner of the vehicle started showing up with the car. And I couldn't go to the show anymore. I just, I, yeah. every time I'd see the car, I, you know, I regretted, regretted selling it. And, and, um, you know, it would still be in my garage today had I, if it were my choice at the time. But, you know, things happen. I understand. <laughs> I understand. I hear those stories over and over and over here. Sorry to take you down that sad path, but everybody's got a seller's remorse story. That's for sure. Definitely. Well, let's talk about today. Uh, tell our listeners a little bit more. We, we talked, you talked at the beginning about what you're doing here a little bit, but uh, as far as these signs that you create, but maybe walk them through the process. So if they want to have you make a sign or a, a placard for their car, What's the process? How does it work? The process is uh, basically we're actually putting together a guide right now because we realize that we can't photograph every vehicle. Now, we are actually working to expand this nationally, too, so that we do hire photographers and we provide them with, with a guide for how to photograph your vehicle if you're not capable of it. Let's face it, not everybody has a digital SLR camera, and the phone quality is is okay, but I don't think that the phone quality is quite where we want it to be to produce these boards. Uh, you know, our smallest board's a 16-inch by 24-inch board, so... That's a little bit of a smaller poster size, so it's a good it's a good size. It's large enough that, you know, I think most phones, they claim to be 18 to 20 megapixels nowadays, but whether or not that's a true resolution or if they're using, you know, software or whatever. But anyway, so we're working to, um, we've actually got someone in uh, Lincoln, Nebraska, who uh, recently contacted me and said, my husband's got an Aston Martin DB9, I believe. And she said, you know, we'd love to have one of your boards. We were out in 
Fountain Hills, and we saw uh, we saw one of your displays, and I'd like to surprise him with it. Yeah, great gift idea. So what we're doing is is well, I, I went to school in Lincoln, Nebraska, so luckily for this circumstance, I actually know some photographers in that town, and and so uh, you know I'm talking with a couple of them that are actually car enthusiasts as well, and seeing if they want to photograph the vehicle for me. Eventually, what we'd like to do is at least in all the major metropolitan areas, be able to contract with other photographers. But the process is basically, I take quite a few photos, but the, the ones we typically use are our, our front three-quarter, rear three-quarter profile shot, and then some details that are outstanding of the vehicle. But we photograph those, um, or we, you know, those are the photos that we use. Um, and then the next process is I design the board and gather the information that goes on on our display. We have a vehicle that's an extreme custom 32 Ford that has over 15,000 rivets in the interior. And oh my it's gosh. got all kinds of custom customized things that have been done and it's been published i think like 15 different times is that the uh the gold car correct yeah yeah. and it's just breathtaking it's a local owner here in fountain hills arizona when i asked him for the details he gave me some of them but i i ended up googling uh the vehicle and finding some of the different articles that had been it'd been published in and and even putting more details and when he saw the board he was like wow i didn't even tell you any of this and and (laughs) Part of doing what I do is is also researching production numbers and you know how many how many of, of this particular vehicle that you own were produced in in this year and, and in that color and you know so I, I research those numbers too to to make sure that that um, you know if if it's a fairly rare car that we're we're making sure to note that on the on our display because regardless of if you're selling your vehicle or you're just showing it those are details that are important. I noticed that on the uh, you did a '64 Corvette Stingray, and you had notes on there about one of uh, I think it was like 10,069 AC Corvettes built in '64, something like that. Mm-hmm. Lots of detail. Yeah, absolutely. That was actually one of my dad's cars, and so oh, that was okay. one of our one of our next our first displays that we printed on aluminum, and that one was easy to uh, to get the details from because he's owned that vehicle now for I believe about 28 years. I'll remind our listeners you can go to Chris's show notes page here on the Cars yeah website, and I'll have links to his website where you can go and see examples of what he's created. And, uh, oh, yeah, you'll get something very unique and special for your car by uh, talking to Chris and having him create one of these boards for you. Very, very cool. Thank you. You're welcome. Here's a very introspective question for you, Chris. If you were a car, what kind of car would Chris be and why? Okay, so this question is really tough for me. Some people might be really surprised or maybe not think this is the coolest car in the world, but this has always been one of my favorite cars. And I just, it's one of those cars that every time I thought about this question, I thought, you know, honestly, it has to be that car. And it's a 1972 Trans Am HO455. I absolutely have always adored this car and I've always felt drawn to this car and I don't currently own one, but that is on my bucket list of cars. <laughs> cool. And the reason why, it's got this design that for its time was completely unique and different. In my opinion, led the 70s muscle car changes and things that happened with muscle cars in the early 70s. It, it just, it had a sleek, curves and designs and shaker hoods and and uh you know the front rounded oval grill and it really the honeycomb wheels it was it was a work of art and it was sleek but it it just it really had a lot of muscle to it too and 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 you know that's me on the outside i'm i'm not real 
uh, I'm not super fancy and I don't wear a lot of expensive things and, and I don't do a lot of things that are, uh, you know, crazy. But if I need to, much like the 72 Trans Am with a 455, I've got a lot of power and I can really get on things and do what I need to do to make things happen. And, and uh, sometimes I get a little, I fishtail a little bit and those cars have a real tendency to do that too. So just one of my favorite cars of all time and it's got power, but it's still, it's, it's, it's kind of a timeless design. And so there you go. Good. You put some thought into that. I appreciate that. Well, sure. Chris, up next is the last lap. But before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. What's the worst thing for your car's interior? No, it's not that milkshake the kids spilled in the back seat. It's the sun. Harmful UV rays cook your automobile's interior hour after hour when it's parked outside, even on a cloudy day. What's the solution? Covercraft sunscreens. They protect your dash, seats, and interior finishes from those damaging UV rays while keeping the interior temperature tolerable, even on the hottest summer days. No more painfully sizzling seats and steering wheels for you. They unfold quickly and easily install, stay where you put them, and are custom pattern for an exact fit. The foam core acts as a cooling insulator, and you can get yours in different colors and finishes, and they even fold up easily and store under your seat or on the floor. I've used Covercraft sunscreens for years, and they are a fast and easy solution that protect my beloved cars when they're not in the garage. Learn more and order yours at Covercraft.com. Want to protect your entire vehicle? Get a car cover from Covercraft. They have those too. That's Covercraft.com, and tell them Mark sent you. If you own collector cars and still have a little bit of money left over, congratulations. You're ahead of most people, but what should you do with the money you don't spend on cars? Talk to Chris Kimball, Certified Financial Planner Practitioner. For over 20 years, he's been helping people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. And he's a car guy, too. Call 253-722-PLAN. Or you can view his website at www.chrisvkimble.com. Make sure your investments are running on all eight cylinders, or 12, or 16. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member, Finra Sipic. Okay, Chris, we are back, and we're entering the last lap. And this is where I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So here we go. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? There's always another car. <laughs> yes, there is. That's for sure. <laughs> Would you share one of your personal habits that you believe has helped contribute to your success over the years? I'm very driven. Uh, I dive headfirst into things. Um, I honestly love working. And so, you know, between being driven and just, I, I love I love working. I, my wife will tell you that I, she has to pull me out of things to go do thing to go do things with the family sometimes just because I get so immersed in what I'm doing. I think that's a commonality with uh, designers and so forth because you really get into what you're doing. So uh, very driven. I'll use the pun there. So <laughs> nicely said. <laughs> do you have a resource that you'd like to share with our listeners that you really enjoy? 
So I worked for a photographer who's an automotive photographer at one time, and I absolutely adore the man. Uh, he's a fantastic gentleman. Uh, he's from England originally, and I believe he lives there part of the time. His name's Chris Bailey, mm-hmm. and I worked with Chris in, in Los Angeles a little bit and uh, on some different car shoots. And he's a fantastic guy, and his ba- his, his website is is www. Chris-Bailey, B-A-I-L-E-Y dot com. And his work is just fantastic and beautiful. And, and he's kind of one of the old school photographers. The newer photographers, they do a lot of frames and they paint with light and flashlights and things like that. And his was we would set up a car for three days to photograph it and have the lighting just absolutely perfect with one take. Wow. Very cool. I'll make sure I put a link on your show notes page here at Cars Yeah to his website. I look forward to checking out his photography as well. Now, if you could have a drink with anyone in the automotive field, living or deceased, who would it be? Jay Leno. I'd like to have him on the show. If I could just get him here, <laughs> he's a tough guy to get. My son and I watch the Jay Leno show on, on YouTube all the time when he's going to bed. That's one of our rituals at night. I'll put him to bed and he and I watch a Jay Leno garage. And, uh, you know, he's just, he's such a, such a positive guy and so fantastic and and his collection and his enthusiasm i don't know that there's anyone i have ever met that's as enthusiastic about uh, about uh, automobiles and, and motorcycles and just anything motorized as him and you know his 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 story is just fantastic and his his collection is amazing and just I'd, I'd love to sit down and talk with him someday. Yeah, I've had the pleasure of talking with him two or three times. He's a really, really nice person, too. He is what you see there on the show. I'll get him on here one time. Maybe he'll be my 1,000th guest. We'll see what I that can do. That would be awesome. I'll keep working on it. Jay, if you're listening, please give me a call. <laughs> so how about a book? Is there a book that you've read that you think our listeners would enjoy? Okay, so it's called The Art of Racing in the Rain ah, by Garth Stein. Garth Stein. Gosh, how many times have I heard that guy? You know, my listeners have heard this. I've been trying to get him on this show. I cannot get him on the show. I don't know what the problem is, but he's the most recommended book of all the books that have been recommended here, for sure. I bet. I bet. You know, and it's, it's, there's a, there's so many fantastic books out there, but that, this one, I, we're big dog people, um, as, you know, I'm sure most of your listeners are. And, and we've got, we've got a lab and we've got this, this goofy looking, uh, dog that's a, a mix of a lab and a basset hound, too. And that's a unique mix. <laughs> he, he, he's very strange. We yeah. call him our goofy dog because he looks like he should be in a circus or something, but. Uh-huh. We, we love dogs and, and obviously love cars. And in this book, for me, uh, you know, it, it was just a fantastic journey uh, through a dog's eyes, and and I just, uh, you know, into into an automobile world, and and uh, you know, it makes you it makes you wonder if if these dogs, when they're laying on the couch uh, and you're watching television, yeah. uh, if they're really paying attention to what's going on and learning, because they, you know, in that book, the, the the dog Enzo did. So yeah, yeah, it's a great great story. Love to see a movie about that. My next door neighbor has a a dog that my wife and I brought back from uh, his uh, kennel, original where he was born back east when we were back there for my son's graduation. And we brought that puppy home. So we're kind of the uh, puppy's dog parents instead of godparents. We're the dog parents. So we get to play with him and walk him. But uh, Bill even says about Warden, he goes, sometimes he'll have the TV on and he'll just turn and watch the TV with this intent thought. And you're like, what is he thinking? What is he thinking? So uh, yeah, dogs are wonderful. Well, listeners, I'll remind you, you can find links to all these great resources on Chris's show notes page on the Cars yeah website. Just type Chris Bendit, B-E-N-D-E-T, on the search bar, and you'll find his page there with links to all these great references. 
All right, we're up to the checkered flag, Chris, and this last question can be a real doozy. Maybe you've already answered this. We'll see. I'm going to buy you any cool collector car on the planet, any one at all. doesn't matter what it costs. Money's no object today here on Cars, yeah. What would that car be and why? I think this is probably the the most difficult question for any car enthusiast just because <laughs> yeah. we you know there's so many cars out there and and mine's probably my answer is probably the most cliche answer because I'm sure uh, half of your half of your, your your people you've interviewed over the years uh, w- would would agree with this or have even said this but I'm I'm going to go with a 64 Ferrari 250 GTO yeah <laughs> yeah well, see, here's the problem with that. I've had so many people want that car that there's only about 24 in the world. Right. And more than 24 people have asked for them. So I'm in trouble now because <laughs> I'm out of cars. <laughs> no, I, you know, it, it's just one of the most iconic Ferraris ever made. And and honestly, even in, in today's, there's a there's a Ferrari repair shop here in town that's just fantastic. And and, and actually, Jay Leno, I believe, refers a lot of people to uh, this gentleman here in town. And I, I spend some time in his garage just hanging out and talking with him. And, and what's the what's the name of the garage? It's uh, Arizona Ferrari Repair. Oh, okay. And Andy Falbo owns it, and uh, he's a fantastic gentleman, very, very good guy, and uh, he's been a, a tremendous asset to That's My Wheels and, and what we're doing because he, he has just customer base that has every Ferrari you can imagine other than a 250 GTO. I think we haven't discussed that yet, but you know, if, if, if someone owns one of those um, and and uh, you want to have it photographed, please call me. We've got a couple of them up here in the Northwest that belong to friends of mine, so you know, maybe you need to take a trip out here to Seattle. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, very cool. Well, maybe we can uh, talk to him and have him be a guest here on Cars. Yeah, that would be fantastic to uh, get him on the show. My 750th guest uh, Harley Cluxton III is a resident of Arizona there where you live, and he does uh, work on vintage exotic cars as well. So, um, yeah, it sounds like there's a lot of cool cars there in Arizona, that's for sure. Absolutely. Oh, gosh. Well, Chris, you've taken us on an awesome ride today, and I've really enjoyed your stories. I want to wish you the best success with this new venture of yours, and I want to thank you for sharing your automotive journey with the Cars Yow listeners. Could you offer us one parting piece of wisdom or guidance before you rip off into the desert sunset in that 64 Ferrari GTO? Absolutely. You know, for me, I live by this and that's dreams are just plans without a deadline. You know, honestly, my kids are big dreamers too. They they inherited that from me. And, you know, the my biggest thing is uh, there's been a lot of dreams over the years, but the dreams that seem to always come back around and that I always push forward with are are the ones that I I love, uh, you know, that that I've loved involving cars, and so just you know, push forward with whatever dreams uh, you have in life because anything is possible. I mean, they, they, people invent all kinds of things, people do all kinds of things. Uh, there's a need for for all kinds of things in this world, and and um, you know, if you have dreams, make plans and set a deadline. There you absolutely. go, absolutely, absolutely. What's the best way for our listeners to learn more about your business and see what you're doing? Go to our website at that'smywheels.com. We're actually getting ready to kind of revamp it and add some more things to it. And it's it's kind of um, one of the big things on our list here of things to get really, really polished up. If you're in the Arizona area, we're, we're launching at Cars and Coffee at uh, Scottsdale Road and, and Mayo Road um, on May 6th from 7 to 10 a.m. And we'll have a full display of all of, all of our unique and... Um, 
and uh, wonderful displays on hand there. And, and I'll be there to answer questions and talk with people. And, and um, it's going to be a fantastic time. So if you are in, in this area, you know, come out and see us. Otherwise, go to the website and we're going to we're going to be adding and, and creating more things on there. And, and we've got a promo video in the works right now that kind of will show a little more of the process and how it all works and comes together. And, and that'd be the best way to find us, though. Absolutely. Well, you can find a link to that website on Chris's show notes page at carsyad.com. Just type Chris Bendit or Chris into the search bar and that page will pop up and you can find it. I encourage you to check out what he's up to. Very, very cool. In about a week here, May 6th, so he'll have his debut at the Cars and Coffee there in Arizona. So check that out if you're in that beautiful part of the world. Chris, thanks for being so generous today with your time and expertise and for sharing your experiences with me and the listeners. Until we talk again, I'll see you down the road. Thanks, Mark. We, so much for having us on today, and we really appreciate it. And, and um, you know, we're just so excited to, to have had the opportunity, and, and uh, we wish you the best, and uh, we'll look forward to hopefully down the road seeing you again. Absolutely. Pleasure's been all mine. What's every automotive enthusiast dream? To design and build that perfect garage. My friends at Metron Garage are a group of creative talents who've combined their passion for cars with their careers in architecture. Their service includes unique garage design and state-of-the-art fabrication. They will create the coolest custom garage for you and your vehicles. Metron Garage's system features fully engineered commercial-grade material and structural framing that's stronger than traditional construction. Their designs are pre-engineered to meet your building codes for fast, bolt-together construction. With over 25 years of experience, you'll see a 3D rendering to visualize your custom garage, and the final structure will fulfill all your storage needs. Contact Metron Garage today and begin realizing your dream garage. Go to metrongarage.com. That's metrongarage.com. Dot com. Garage is built for discerning enthusiasts. Where it's not just a garage, it's where your dream garage comes true. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!